everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to finish up this little series on tools for healing. And today we're going to talk about the Enneagram. So as we begin this little episode on the Enneagram, I just want to acknowledge the fact that I know I am way late to this party. I just discovered the Enneagram and became enthusiastic about it about a year ago. And so I know it's been around and people have been into it and I have just been missing, missing this exciting thing. But I'm not an expert. I'm just somebody who's learning about it. But I just want to share my own story of how this has brought healing to my own heart and my soul and my life and all of that good stuff and how I think it could also be a tool for healing in your life. And prefacing this again with the idea this is just a tool. The Enneagram is not the end-all be-all. It's just one tool that we can use to find healing and to just really be able to exist as the person that God has created us to be, understanding ourselves, understanding our strengths and our weaknesses, understanding where we go and we're stressed, and where we go and we're healthy, this is just a tool to do those kinds of things, to be the best version of us that we can be, that God wants us to be. So I was first introduced to the Enneagram personally last year in my small group that I'm a part of. I lead a college girls small group, and one of the girls in the group was talking about it and how she was super excited about it. And she gave us a link to this test that she had taken to figure out what kind of number she was. So if you are not familiar with the Enneagram, there are nine numbers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on this Enneagram. And each number represents a certain personality type. And so I was like, all right, well, this is fun. Let's do this. And so I took this test and I came back as a two, which is a caregiver. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is amazing. I am such a caregiver, which I mean, if you know me, you're going to realize I definitely am somebody who nurtures. I love to nurture. I do love to take care of people. Um, I over nurture my children. If you ask my husband, I'm definitely the one who's just very empathetic and I want to be there to take care of you and help you out. I love it when I can know how to fix you and make you better kind of a thing. And so I was like, oh yeah, for sure. And within the Enneagram circle, each number you can have a wing, which are the two numbers next to it. So you could be like a, like a, as a two, you could be a wing three, or you could be a wing one, which means you kind of like lean towards one of those ways as well. And so I thought I figured out that I was this two wing three, which was the host or the hostess. And I was like, oh, it's such a wonderful personality type to have. I love it. And I was like so excited about it. Love the fact that this is who I was. This is so great. And so as I continued to learn more about the Enneagram, I was like studying different things. And there was a few like little nagging things in the back of my mind that I was like, this really doesn't line up with me. But it was such a great number that I wanted to be this number. And so I just kind of ignored it. It's fine. I'm sure this is who I am. It's all good. And so I found this website. And I'll link it in my notes as always. It's called Crystal Knows, like crystal, like a crystal or the name knows like she knows things. Crystalnose.com. And there's actually links on this website to a whole bunch of different personality tests. But I loved the information they had about the Enneagram on this particular website. They had just 
your strengths and your weaknesses and the ways to communicate the best with them, um, how you love to work, how to communicate, your work environment that's really great for you, what might be stressful to you, just really tons of information. I just really loved it. So last Christmas, after Christmas, I went down to visit my brother and his wife and their kids in the state of Georgia. And this was about the time that I was really just getting excited about this stuff. And so I was telling them about it and asking if they knew what their number was. And, oh, I forgot. Before this, my husband, who has never been able to type himself on a personality test, took the test on this Crystal Nose website and came out as a one. Oh, my goodness. It was like everything was explained. Like, he is such a one. And he just totally made sense. He's reading about this. And he's like, that's why I do that. I mean, it was amazing. And I could see him totally as a one. Um, the one is like very black and white, right and wrong, loves ethics and just doing things the right way. They see things very clearly the right way or the wrong way. And it was just hilarious because that's totally who he is. Uh, they talked about this inner critic that often ones will have. It's just kind of like constantly like just criticizing themselves and other things. And I was like, yep, that's totally him. And he said, oh, this is me. This is so funny. And so I was just excited about this Enneagram. So I go down to Georgia and I tell my brother and my sister-in-law about this and they both take this crystal nose test and they come out as my brother's a three, which is not a surprise to me at all growing up with him. And uh, my sister-in-law was a nine, also not a surprise because she's definitely a peacemaker. Nine is a peacemaker and three is like the performer kind of thing, like the person who just does everything great, which is exactly how my brother was growing up. Like he could just do anything and everything easily fantastically wonderfully the first time he was just amazing that's how he was and i felt a lot of competition based on that as his older sister when he was better than me at everything so yeah anyway um so they take this test and they're excited about it and i had never taken the crystal nose test before i had just taken this other test the girl from my college group gave me and so i was like i'm gonna take this test on crystal nose because everybody just seems to be just getting just totally pinged with this test. I'm going to take it. I didn't come back at two. It said I was a four. I was like, what the heck is a four? And I'm reading about it and it sounded just terrible. Fours, their the deepest desire was like to be significant. They want to be like, they want to matter. I'm able to notice them. They want to be special. They have tons of emotions. They're super creative, supposedly. And I was like, oh, I am not a four. Like, no, I... This test got me wrong. Absolutely not. And so I took the test again with my husband sitting there next to me, like making sure all my answers were right. And I was still a four. And I was like, how is this possible? I am not a four. Fours are like the worst number ever. I mean, they are so lame. Like they're so needy and like, ew. And I literally had a breakdown. Like I was a mess. You can ask my husband for like, over 24 hours, I was a wreck. I did not want to be a four. There was no possible way this was correct. <sighs> but the more I read on Crystal Knows about this stupid number four, the more I realized I'm totally a four. Fours are not as nice to me as twos are because twos are great and nice and helpful. And fours are like emotional and self-absorbed and needy. And I was like, this is terrible. But at the same time, as I'm discovering my foreignness, I'm reading my old journals. 
in preparation for season two of Looking for the Real God. I was going to go through my middle years, kind of like after I got out of the cult and before I got married. And I'm reading these old journals and I am an emotional basket case. I was so obsessed with these children that I was working with. I mean, I was just like so emotionally attached to them and I was like crying and I was happy and I was depressed and I was angry and I was like super happy again. And I was like, oh my word, I think I might be a four. And then I started to remember all the things in my life that I've kind of started to do creatively, but never really finish because I'm really temperamental about art and creativity and stuff like that. And so like, I totally started this necklace making Etsy shop briefly. And I was gonna make things with old wood and I destroyed my husband's workshop. Just there was pieces of old wood everywhere. And I got like, I don't know, five or six things made and then I was like, eh, this isn't really making I don't I don't think so. And I was like, oh my gosh, I do this all the time. Like I'm always jumping from one goofy creative thing to the to the next. I never really stick with anything. Mine is writing. I've stuck with writing and now podcasting for over a year now, that's pretty good. And my husband at the meantime was telling me, you can't be a four because you're not artistic. And I was like, well, artistic is different. Like at this point, I was convinced I was a four and I was like frustrated with him for saying that I wasn't a four, but he's very black and white, remember? And so I was like, you can be creative and not be artistic. Think back to when you were a youth pastor, who gave you all your good ideas? And he was like, oh, oh yeah, I did steal a lot of your ideas, didn't I? I was like, yes. I can, I can, I think outside the box. I'm really great at coming up with ideas. I love dreaming. I love like planning things as long as it's not too like overwhelming because that's emotional and I can't handle that. And so like, I was like, oh, I'm a four. Oh my gosh. And so it was like this long process where I was willing to accept myself as a four, but then really cool things happened because I realized I was a four. Like I was like, okay, if I am creative, if I'm a creative person, then I need to create things. And so I sat down and I started my rethink newsletter that I have my it's hashtag rethink and it comes out once a month and you can just there's three questions that I answer every month and you can look it up in my blog and you can sign up for it if you're not already getting that. But every month I tell you something that I'm questioning, something that I've read and something that I'm learning. And I made all the graphics on that newsletter because I really am creative. I just don't necessarily like to be creative. So, but like I did that. I went home and I was like, okay, if I'm gonna create, I'm gonna do this. And I created that. And I just started recognizing all these things about myself. Like I I feel really big emotions. Like I feel big emotions all the time. But often I will try to like stuff them down and not feel them. But as I realized, no, a four is somebody who feels big emotions. I can feel them. I can enjoy them. Just doesn't mean that they have to control me or that I have to explain them to everybody else. Like I could just enjoy these big emotions and be okay with that. And as I'm, I'm learning about fours, they're talking about fours see beauty everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally do that. I'm always just like seeing nature. Oh, and fours love nature. They get to recharge in nature. And I was like, I love nature. I love seeing the beauty and everything. I'm always, especially fall time like it is right now, I love all the colors in fall. And I was like, I can just enjoy this. I don't have to try to explain this to anybody. I can just be this four that loves beauty, which is true. I do. And just revel in that. And the emotional connection that I feel with Jesus, like I don't have to try to get everyone else to feel like that, but I can let them know it is possible to have this relationship with Jesus. 
Is it going to look different for everybody? Yes, because we are not all the same personality types. And so I can't try to make you have the same emotional connection with God that I have, but I can enjoy my emotional connection. And I can encourage you guys that this relationship with God is possible. He loves you and he wants to know you. And so for me, being an Enneagram 4 has honestly explained my life to myself. Yes, everything. I mean, every conflict that I've ever had, every person that I didn't like, every thing that I've gone through, it just, I'm like, oh yeah, I see that. Because a four really does want to be significant. So if I don't feel significant, or if I feel like somebody's thinking that I'm not significant, whew, not good, not good. But now that I can recognize that, I don't have to have such big reactions anymore. And so it's a good thing. But you just realize, I really do have this desire to be significant, not to be awesome, and not to be like everyone noticing me and thinking I'm great, because that's not the same. And a four also really likes authenticity, which is why I fight this constantly with like, is my Instagram stuff authentic? Or am I just like putting myself out there? So then I don't post anything for days. And then I'll be like, oh, no, but I want to be creative. And so it's just this goofiness constantly. Because I love authenticity. So I don't want to be awesome or have everybody think I'm awesome if it's fake. I just want to actually matter. I want my life to matter. I want the things that I say to be significant, to actually matter. So it's fun. It's great. I've learned that I actually lean towards being a two when I'm in stress or unhealth. Isn't that fantastic? So those days when I'm like, oh man, I don't think they're going to like me. I should just do something for them. I should make a apple crisp for a small group because you want to like, I want them to like me. I want them to be significant. So like I turn into this caregiver almost in a way that's like negative and it's not healthy because I'm trying to do something to be accepted or liked or significant. But apparently a four in health becomes more like a one, which is ironic since I'm married to a one. So it's just interesting. And so I feel like for me, the Enneagram has really helped me to see myself for who I am and kind of see where I go negatively and where I'm supposed to go in health and strength. And I love it. I love it. And so I would encourage you guys, if you have not discovered your number on the Enneagram, to go ahead and look into that. Because I feel like it's been huge in my life and just bringing me to a place of understanding myself and accepting myself and being willing to just live authentically <laughs> as the person that God's made me to be. It's helped my marriage with my husband as we've understood each other better. We've been able to just kind of say, okay, wait, you're seeing things from this perspective and I'm saying it from this perspective. But oh, I, I get that. As a one, my husband in um, stress and unhealthy goes to kind of an unhealthy four, which means he becomes this moody, kind of depressed, like, oh my gosh, the world is ending, everything's so bad, kind of a thing. But now he sees that and he recognizes himself. And he's like, oh, I'm just kind of being unhealthy four right now. And so he doesn't have to just dwell on that or live in that. And as a one in health, he goes to being a fun seven, which is like this life of the party kind of person. And so it's just really fun to see that. This is not a. Enneagram like lesson for you. I don't have all the answers. I have a lot of resources and I will link all those resources in the notes to this podcast. And I would encourage you guys just look into this because I feel like it's a great tool for healing and for hope and for health and for good stuff like that. So like I said, not an expert, but I definitely have a lot of things that I've enjoyed learning about it. And I think you would too, as you discover who you are. 
and what it looks like to be a healthy version of yourself. So that's all I've got about the Enneagram. But I am looking forward to the next series that we're going to be pursuing, which is a series on favorite stories of Jesus. The other day, I was realizing that I very often tend to just get frustrated with religion and completely moan and complain about religion and religious Christianity. And I forget about the person who showed us what it really is all about, and that's Jesus Christ. And so instead of just being somebody who's grumping about religion, I want to pull you back to the real Jesus, pull you back to the real God, and let's just look at some of my favorite stories of Jesus and what they reveal to us about who this amazing God is. And until next time, guys, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.